It's the next level. Warning. The following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Primers, into this our Batman Hush review episode of the DC Primetime Podcast. From the spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods, I am Rob Martin. We took a little bit of a break last week, an announced break. I don't even think I don't even think we posted anything <laughs> why, I, there, why there wasn't a podcast last week. We just kind of silently, we just kind of went silent last week. Yeah, uh, there wasn't a lot of news, anything like that. It's, and it's honestly, it's kind of weird, too, because I normally this is when stuff really starts heavily trickling out. Things have been quiet. I mean, like, I know we just watched a little video from Stephen Amell. So we know the TCAs are coming up this week. Uh, and we know the Arrow crew is going to be there in addition to probably most of the other Warner Brothers shows. So I would expect we're going to probably see some heavy news come out over the next week. Um, leading up. So I would not be surprised to hear a few more guest stars coming for crisis, all that jazz. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, we got a pretty big crisis announcement this week as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that- we'd, we'd be, we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't record something this week, at least just to talk about that. Right. And I think all in all, uh, it was one that we kind of expected, but also if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have been surprised as well, though. It's one of those things that we are kind of like, this is probably going to go down, but who knows? So. Yeah, exactly. And I know there were there was some a lot of people online like, well, this is just clickbait. It's not real, but it was confirmed by one of the people themselves. So uh, but we'll get to that when we talk about the news uh, at the end of the uh, the hush segment. But yeah, so, uh, you know, in regards to us not being on uh, not recording a podcast last week, a little bit of a format change for the next two months for the remainder of the summer. In that, you know, the shows don't return until October this year. The summer months are usually a lot of filler. And, you know, that's when we do a lot of film reviews. We do some annuals for some other series and things like that. We're, you know, we're we're into August. We've already done the annuals for all four of the shows. We, you know, Swamp Thing, we, I don't believe we might even cover now because of the fact that it got canceled already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because once they canceled it after episode one i know you and i talked about this we kind of lost interest in the series even though it was an amazingly good looking series yeah and a lot of people have that i've talked to that have watched the majority if not all of it have all said it's been really good uh but i heard the finale was just kind of like okay well it really sucks you ended right here because you're building up to something massive and the story didn't get to reach its full conclusion uh and I heard it kind of ends in certain points where like, okay, cool. That, that part makes sense. But they said they very much set up the next part to come that will never play out, which is 
it, it's a waste and it's disappointing and it makes me not want to go and watch something that I know I'm not going to ever get to see finished. Um, yeah. It's I, not like something I, like a Firefly or something like that where it it had its moment with Serenity and even the TV show, it's kind of like, okay, they're just going to go off to another adventure and that's fine. But yeah, it was it was really disappointing to know that um, this show is never really going to see a true ending unless something massive happens when HBO Max launches. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of relate it similar to the television series Designated Survivor. You know, it, it got two seasons on the network. Netflix picked it up for a season three, which I haven't watched yet. And then I found out that it's been canceled again. Netflix can't recancel the series after season three. And if I've asked a friend of mine who watched it, it's like, did season three end in a cliffhanger? He said, yes. I'm like, well, good. That just answered my question. I'm not watching season three. Yeah. Because I mean, why am I going to set myself up for more disappointment to know that there's more to this series that could have come and now it's not going to. Right. And, uh, you know, because we are ending the show, uh, you know, in, in about, oh, God, uh, well, <sighs> After crisis, but that's actually not until like January, give or take, uh, like mid January uh, after the shows come back from break because we know crisis is broken up into uh, five episodes and we don't know how they're dropping if we're getting one episode or two episodes or three episodes going for a long break and then they return for two. Um, I think we can just say this now, um, but the plan for us at this point in time, and it's purely dependent on if anybody ends up taking the reins of the show or if you know you and i just ride off into the sunset of podcast land into our next show that we're going to be working on um really the plan at this point in time is like i said we're going to go bi-weekly uh through the summer uh mm -hmm. at this point from where we're at now uh if something major happens we'll definitely jump in and record like if the tcas this week have a ton of information we'll, we'll probably record next week uh but if they're all quiet or there's only a couple tiny little things that we we have already kind of known. Uh, we'll just roll that into the discussions on the following week. So right now, I think the plan is this coming week we'll be off. When we come back, we're going to essentially do a Doom Patrol annual instead of breaking it up into multiple episodes to go through episode by episode chunks. Because unfortunately, because we've been so disconnected from when that show aired, because it we, we watched it as it was happening. And it was several months ago at this point when it, it wrapped up. Um, the, the show kind of blended together a little too much that I can't, I mean, I know and remember all the points of the show telling you which episodes those things happened in. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you at all. I, I will, I would blend that up far too much. And I think that's a disservice to try to do that in those blocks and sound like an idiot, not knowing what I'm talking I, about. I'm the same way. I mean, everything is, you know, I told you before, one of the, we were planning on doing the doom patrol last week. And that's one of the main reasons why we took the week off was because it was the day before we were supposed to record. And I was like, I don't remember like particular points of these first five episodes we're supposed to talk about. Right. And because I didn't have time to rewatch them. So I think approaching it, as you said, as an annual instead of breaking it apart is a much better uh, service to the show. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, and I know one thing I would love to do still this summer is uh, maybe in four weeks from now, whatever that may be, if that's so in two episodes. Uh, so we'll do Doom Patrol, and then maybe we'll get our buddy Shad and try to finally do the Batman Beyond episode, uh, because I know he's been wanting to do that forever, and I would love to yeah. talk about that yeah. show again, uh, especially because we're 
you know, it's the 20th anniversary uh, of, of that series. So it's a great time to go back and do that. So I think that would be a ton of fun to do. And maybe we'll, we'll get that shoehorned in. And Titans is right around the corner as well. Yep. So we're talking yeah. in four weeks. Titan season two premieres, I think, September 6th. So uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that show when that comes back, at least just to kind of do a random little check in. I'm like, oh, have you watched this episode? Have you watched this episode? Such and such and such. And then October, things kick off with a bang. Uh, and then we're, 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 we've got four shows to talk about. We've got a brand new show with Batwoman. Uh, we've got The Flash, we've got Supergirl, and we've got Arrow. And we'll be talking about all of those shows week in, week out. And then Crisis hits. And then we'll have a winter break like normal. And then right after that, um, Crisis will wrap up. And Ben and I were saying, you know, we'll watch the show. It might be bi-weekly. It might be monthly. And what we're going to do is, I think, DC primetime fallout. And it's basically we're going to talk about how the shows are changing and evolving from the post-crisis atmosphere and what we're enjoying, what we're not. Uh, but the format will change, and then we'll probably ride it out until the series year ends, where it's just, again, it's just a monthly episode where we we talk about those points. So we'll still get to enjoy watching those things, the things that we, we love. Uh, but you'll hear us talk about it more from a fan perspective versus a critical perspective. Yeah, and I think yeah. that'll be that'll be fun to do, and I'm looking forward to that because it's 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 a nice slow exit for us instead of just kind of like boom, see, thank you guys so much. And, <laughs> instead of and, just and dropping roll. the mic, we're out. It's like you know, yeah. I mean, you know, unless it, unless the unless crisis just ends on such a massive massive high note and doesn't need us wanting more, that's the only way I think we wouldn't do that. So. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's it's weird to think, too, that this kind of started as a joke, you know, about a year ago when, you know, they were teasing Crisis and, you know, we had mentioned, hey, if they ever do a Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline or crossover. Oh, they weren't even they weren't even teasing it at that point. And they said, well, was like, what would get us to stop doing the show? And like, if they did Crisis on Infinite Earth. That's right. And then, and then <laughs> all of a sudden that stinker popped up during Elseworlds and we're like, well. Guess we're ending the podcast. And it's. And again, it's kind of funny talking about that stuff and thinking about it because it, it's it, when that happens and Legends returns to the to air uh, mid season, um, that will have been officially four years for the show. And yeah. I think it's a really great time for us to go out on such a big high note uh, because it started with Legends of Tomorrow and we'll 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 end it with this season of Legends essentially. Uh, with the Fallout stuff. So I think that's it's a really great way to go out with some of our favorite characters. And not only so. that, but, you know, with the way Crisis is shaping up to potentially shake up the entire Arrowverse uh, in the way that it's going to, I think that's a good point for you and I personally to go back to watching these shows as fans. Yeah. And not, you know, approaching them as critically as we as we've kind of developed into over the past four years, because we started watching these shows as fans. We started the podcast as fans, and then we kind of just kind of transitioned as we went along into the more critical an analysis of these shows. So, you know, using Crisis as a good endpoint, shaking up the Arrowverse, changing things up. That's a good point for us to say, like, all right, we're dropping the critical. We're going back to fans. We're going to watch this. And that's how we're going to ride out the rest of these series until they end is we're back as fans again. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I have a random question for you. Okay. If they dumped a big tease for next year's crossover, what crossover announcement would make you stay on to continue to do the show? Oh, my God. Um, I've got one in mind. I, I definitely have one in mind. Um, 
That's an interesting question. Because I love dropping that because it's just kind of the idea where it's like, I don't want to stop doing the show because of X happening next year. Uh, um, because if they did something like that, I'd be like, all right, well, maybe change the format up and keep going. It, but. Okay. I, I do have one in mind. If okay. a potential prediction that you've been predicting for a while comes to play out uh, in a particular character becoming another character, uh, I would love to see a Darkest Night. A Blackest Night? You mean? A Blackest Night. That was mine. That's mine too, actually. If they announce Blackest Night, I would say, all right, we're we're staying. <laughs> we're staying. In. Yeah. The game the game is on. Um yeah. <laughs> if they announce Blackest Night as next year's crossover, we might be staying on because I would just love to see it. Yeah, because if they killed a whole bunch of characters and heroes, and think about how many people have died just from like legends and all these other characters, and they said, Hey, all of them are coming back as zombies and they're bringing in, you know, like Black Hand and all that stuff. And I'd be like, all right, fine. I, I, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that would be enough the, to keep me around. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the only story that would keep me going. I mean, I mean, you think about that. You're going to see. I mean, we're going to see other characters returning that we might not have liked, like the Hawks are going to come back. And, uh, you know, but we're going to we would see, you know, like elongated like we'd see ralph and sue as black lanterns like there would be so many cool elements to that and you know if you know we would see the core which would just be amazing and it's just uh yeah that would that would be enough to keep me around yeah that would for me as well so, but yeah but you know but yeah. Final note on this too, um, you know, one of the, and the other reasons that you and I are going bi-weekly over the summer is because even though this podcast is going to be wrapping up, we are not done podcasting. You and I mm -hmm. love podcasting together. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and we're working and one of the reasons why we're going bi-weekly over the, for the rest of the summer with this is because we actually do start production on another podcast that we're going to be doing. In so about we two kinda, weeks, yeah, yes. we're going to be recording our very first episode of that. So, so. we kind of need this time to, you know, to to work on the the other show as well. So, but you're yeah. going to hear more about that as we get into that. I was I was in weird prep mode this morning on that. Like I got up at nine and I was listening to music uh, because of, uh, and this is because this is a shorter episode that's going to turn into a longer episode because we just ramble. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way um, it always happens. It is. I mean, news is light. Our discussion on Hush will be short, but I figured we might as well just wax on about podcasting a little bit in the beginning. <laughs> but, um. So I we uh, like I said as we we announced before the the new show we're doing is called Still Afraid of the Dark and we're kind of going back and looking at old Halloween stuff that's more family friendly, uh, but kind of looking at the history of where those things came from and how they've evolved in in entertainment media like you know talking about things like Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, going back from the old animated Disney film uh, that so many of us have seen a thousand and one times like have our favorite sequences from all that stuff. Uh, to like the how that correlates to like the Tim Burton version and all the other versions of the Headless Horseman that have appeared in in kind of these family friendly kind of places, um, even though I think saying the Tim Burton one is very family friendly is a stretch. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it is probably going back to now. It, it's probably comes across a little bit more goofy and campy in the way that Burton stuff kind of does. But it's it's going to be so much fun to do. But I woke up this morning and I'm like, you know what? I feel like listening to like some music and such. And I was like, 
and I fell deep into a Halloween trap already. I was listening to um, the Bing Crosby Headless Horseman song, uh, and uh, I we just did a recording last week that you were part of for the new Caffeine Crew episode where we talked about theme parks and every if you've ever listened to our show, uh, in the middle of the show I always put a piece of music, and I found a this fun remix of the ghost host from the haunted mansion. And then I started going down that hole. I'm like, Oh dear God, I need to stop. It's already almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, um, I do have some music choices as well that I'm going to send your way for potential like theme music and stuff like yeah. that. So, so yeah, you and I will be bouncing back and forth. You and I will probably talk about that as soon as we wrap up the conversation. Most likely, most likely just start sharing tracks back and forth, but yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. And I mean, it's going to be a limited run podcast it's not going to be that's like know, eight to ten episodes i think is the thought process right now yeah yeah so uh but you know it's again we love podcasting so even though this podcast is most likely going to wrap up um we're not done we're it's, we're far from done you'll still hear our voices and you know before this one wraps up for you know for good we'll tell you every possible way that you can hear everything oh, yeah. we're doing and when we when we do go out we'll we'll make it a spectacular <laughs> so oh i plan on like reaching out to every potential guest we could ever get including some we've already had yeah like if I we just... if we can get teddy back on if we can get i'm sure we'll get john wesley shit back on i can almost guarantee that'll happen yeah so you know if i tell him it's our finale i can almost guarantee you john will come back on my my hope is that we can find a way to stretch it to reach 200 i mean we're not far off i mean we, we probably will hit it we're at, i think this is the 185th episode that we've recorded um and that includes all the annuals and such and san diego comic-con episodes um uh, i mean that's only 15 episodes so i'm sure i'm sure we're gonna get over it but yeah i'm uh, sure we'll pass it yeah I, i'm sure we'll pass it but uh yeah it, it's just gonna be crazy to know that we're 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 going out. On, we're going to go out on a high. Uh, we're going to yeah. make sure you guys get to really thoroughly enjoy it. And the podcast will always be online for you guys to go back and check. Yeah, I'm never so. going to take it down. It's going to remain up. So, yeah. And then after we do yeah, still afraid of the dark, I'm sure Ben and I will come up with another plan for another show to do. I'm sure I have just, ideas. Trust me. I, I do, too. And honestly, for me, it's one of my favorite things to do. And I will reiterate, like you and I became friends talking about podcasting and ultimately doing the show. And you and I have gotten really close. Like we, we pretty much treat each other like brothers. Oh, yeah, I um, consider you my brother. It's not uh, even, yeah, same. I, it's the yeah. same. Like, you know, it's it, it's found family. You know, that is just awesome to be a part, uh, part of. And uh, one of the highlights of my week every week, even if we're not excited about what we're talking about, is still getting the joy of podcasting with you. So, hey, man, uh, it, it says a lot considering yeah. I was up until like four, four fifteen, four thirty in the morning uh, last night. And I was still up at nine thirty this morning to podcast with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I did the same thing for completely different reasons. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's you know what, like as tired as I am in the morning, soon as we hit that go button, man, like I am up and ready to rock and just just do this with you. And we're not going anywhere as a duo when it comes to recording. We'll 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 find new things to to have as uh, even if it's a monthly thing that we do as something special. Uh but yeah, yeah, you know, You'll hear our voices plenty of places between my shows, Ben's shows, and the ones that we do together. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, so now that we've gone off on that tangent. Yeah, well, uh, almost 20 minutes. Almost not too 20 bad. Minutes. Uh, let's go into what will probably only be a five-minute discussion on Batman <laughs> Hush. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, let's let's go into let's go into Batman Hush and let's talk okay. a little bit about that. Uh, Batman Hush, obviously one of the most recent releases from the Warner Brothers animated film catalog. And, you know, one I know you and I were both looking forward to when we found out that they were that they were going to be releasing this because this is, you know, Hush is one of the more popular. I don't know if pivotal is a, is a word for it. I would say it's pretty pivotal. There's a couple major moments that happen and change the Batman mythos, uh, especially the Selena Kyle and, and, and Bruce Wayne of it all is a, is a major part of that storyline um, that really focuses heavily on their relationship and kind of taking it to the next stage, which is really prevalent now, too, because of the things that Tom King has done with the book currently, where they build up to a potential wedding that that did not go in that proper direction mm-hmm. uh but that story is still ongoing where that could still change but that all really kind of begun in full kind of here um so hush was a great story and it was again it's perfect timing based on what's happening in the world of batman now so it was a great time to release this and it's also again it is one of those like wonderful things where whether if you pick it up in a, a trade paperback where it's a full collection or you're grabbing them all on comiXology or dc universe um it's such a great who's who of the Batman's rogues gallery while also introducing somebody new and elevating a pre-existing villain, as they even mentioned here as a C-lister yeah. uh, to, to a higher, higher degree. And I think there was some definitely major changes that we'll talk about between uh, the book to the anime uh, animated adaptation. But uh, I think some of the changes that they made here were really cool and really were nice to not have to kind of go, well, that's a weird connection. Why did this happen here? Or, you know, and I think this streamlined that idea and kept it moving in a more positive direction while also changing a specific villain completely. So, Well, one of the other things that I really liked about the series, that, that I liked about this movie too is, and it was one of the things that's always been a concern with mine, you know, because we've gotten, uh, you know, Death of Superman, the return of, you know, Return of Superman, or Return of um, Reign of the Superman, uh, you know, series and things like that. And one of my biggest concerns is always, is this going to stand alone or is this going to technically be tied into everything that we've gotten so far from these new Warner Brothers animated films? And they, within... I think just talk, just mentioning one event was able, they were able to tie this into everything that has happened so far. Uh, yeah. You know, cause there is one line where I, I believe it, you know, is, um, you know, Batman says, you know, we helped Superman with cyborg Superman. It's like, yeah. okay, you now just mentioned reign of the Superman, which was one of the previous movies. You've now just thrown yourself into that timeline. And that's, that was great to me. And bring up the fact that Lex is kind of a member of the Justice League yes, based off yeah. of what happened in that and all. So, oh, that uh, was the scene I was talking about. Yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't I mean, Bat. I think it was Batman, but it might have been Lex. Yeah, it was. It was Lex talking about that scene. So, like, we we they did a great job of tying it into this this universe and just the hush storyline is happening in that timeline and world. And it was perfect. It worked really, really well. It's the same voice cast that we've had ongoing for all these major characters. Um, and our first introduction of seeing several of the Batman rogues gallery uh, for the first time in this animated universe. And I think they succeeded incredibly well. Uh, I was really blown away with just the way that they went about this and updated a couple major pieces by integrating characters that weren't in the comics at that time, like Damian Wayne and all, uh, and just adding some really fun, humorous moments to it. And just watching, you know, the relationship with Selena and Bruce 
and watching the characters around them just being goofy about the situation. Like watch it like, you know, like Neil Patrick Harris's Dick Grayson is, is so wonderful and just oozed charm throughout this whole thing. Well, uh, but his, his interactions with Bruce were just great. I Neil it. Patrick Harris wasn't Dick Grayson. Oh, that's right. He was oh, he was only that in a couple other things. I yeah, I was going to say, like, wait a minute. Now. I didn't recognize Neil Patrick Harris at all. Uh, no, Sean Mayer was uh, Sean Mayer. Dick Grayson. No. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I was thinking um, Under the Red Hood uh, is uh, Neil Patrick Harris. OK, so it's uh, is, uh, Dick Grayson in that. So. Before we go any further, let's do our rating system of the film uh, and then we'll dive back into the conversation. So as we usually do when it comes to uh, a film, uh, whether it be live action or DC animated, we do our two point ranking system uh, that giving it a um, sidekick hero or legend as we do everything, but we go one step further and give it an actual number grade one through three being sidekick four through seven being hero and eight through 10 being legend. Uh, Where do you stand when it comes to, to this film in the animated library? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say as much as I enjoyed it, uh, I'm still going to give it a seven five because there's some major pieces from that, that book that I thoroughly loved that weren't involved in this story at all. And things that didn't help set up another big story. I was hoping that would come in this universe. Okay. Yeah. I'm right around the same area. I'm giving it a seven. I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll freely put this out there now. I'm not as familiar with the the original run, uh, the trade paperback run of the story. I know of it and I know most of the major plot lines, plot points. Uh, I actually have not read it myself, but I know okay. enough of it that I was familiar with it going into, going into watching this. Like I knew, I knew who Hush was. I knew his alter ego. Uh, I knew a lot of the players involved, as you mentioned, the rogues gallery and such. I knew about the Batman Catwoman of it all, as you put it. Uh, so, I mean, I know, most of the hush story i still just have to read it uh but even that being said i still very much enjoyed it i knew a lot of the major differences that they made to the story that we'll get to as we as we go into it but yeah i I gave it a seven because i did enjoy it Mm -hmm. so absolutely um, so where do we, I mean, we talked a little bit about it already. We talked about a lot of the characters from the Batman mythos that this throws into it, um, you know, with and the humor and everything, but you know, a lot of the characters that you had mentioned, we got poison Ivy, we got Clayface. um, you know, two faces is seen in it, but not necessarily his role has definitely changed, uh, in that right. he's really not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get to the big change that they made to the end of this series, I can understand two face really didn't have any involvement. Would you agree with that? Well, I mean like two face barely had anything major in hush, uh, in the comics. Like he had a little bit of a minor involvement, but it was very minimal. Um, well, I, I thought, mean, really- I, I thought he had, he played a heavy part in the way hush ended. It was Riddler and Clayface and Hush himself. But didn't were the major did, didn't Two Face take a bullet? Uh, I, I I don't remember. <laughs> it's been too I, long. <laughs> I thought from it, what I had seen, Two Face takes a bullet saving Bruce from Hush. I, I think he potentially does, if memory serves correctly. I would have to look that back up. Okay. It's been a very very long time since I've read <laughs> that book. I would say probably at least we're pushing close to ten years. Okay. Uh, so probably so probably right around when it first came out. Um but yeah, no, I mean I think the big piece and the major change and the major factors that impacted my score was 
Uh, Hush, that story originally revolved around what everybody expected was the return of Jason Todd, uh, who's one of my favorite characters in the Bat family and the Batman, uh, Bat, like Batman mythos. And I think it's a character that um, I was hoping that they were still going to lead towards this one infamous scene in the book where we see Hush rip off his bandages for the very first time. And we see um, Jason Todd. Uh, we see Jason Todd for the very first time in a very long time. Um, and it kind of continues to play out that we're led to believe, you know, during that fight in the graveyard scene that it turns out to be Clayface and not Jason. Um, and it plays out in a very weird, interesting way later on that we find out that during a certain part of a fight, uh, it really was Jason who rolled away and was working with Clayface to kind of screw Bruce over. Uh, and that kind of stemmed the start of the red uh, under the red hood uh, storyline uh, that continued on down the road. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that was very interesting, though, is the whole Riddler Tommy Elliot stuff is completely changed here. We are introduced yeah. to Thomas Tommy Elliot in in this storyline uh, as Bruce's friend who does indeed save Bruce at a certain point in time in this uh, with brain surgery, and we're like, okay, well. Anybody that knows the story knows, oh, yeah, he's hushed. This is what's going to go on, blah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then something dramatically different happens <laughs> midway through the story. And the way that they still bring in Joker like they did originally is we see Tommy shot and killed. Um, you know, his body laying in the alleyway. And uh, Bruce goes off the deep end and almost kills the Joker, which are similar kind of breakdown on how it happens in the book. But... Um, you know, obviously we see Tom Thomas come back later as Hush. In here, he doesn't come back. Yeah, uh, exactly. He, he, he did, <laughs> so he very dead in this. Well, because uh, that was, was weird. Because yeah. that was what re was really threw me as I was watching this too. Because it was always my understanding that I think uh, in I think in the original Hush trade paperback isn't uh, I think to they do Tommy is still shot, but it's not Tommy. It's Clayface pretending to be Tommy. And then right, it's revealed correct. at the end that Tommy was still alive. And yeah, they in this. Yeah, in this Tommy is that he's real. It's really him. He's really shot and he's really dead. Yeah. And the, yeah, they kill him off. But in the comics, what was interesting about it is this really was a Riddler story more than anything else. And yes. they kept that idea here. Um, but what they did was, you know, they played with the same exact issue was was the Riddler had, you know, um, a tumor growing that was going to kill him. And he worked with Tommy Elliott in the comics to resolve it. And they were able to deduce that Bruce was indeed Batman. And they were kind of just working together to kind of break things down. It was Thomas Elliott wanting to get revenge on his friend. And Riddler would not want him to be seen as this laughing stock, and it was them going through the process. But here we actually do have that same idea in this story somewhat. Uh, but instead of Thomas Elliot saving the Riddler, uh, you know, there's the surgery. The surgery doesn't go right, uh, and then he uses a Lazarus pit and goes incredibly mad. And Riddler is the one to become Hush, uh, which was a really cool twist because I really love the fact that it was something I didn't expect. Um, and it goes along the lines of they kind of treat it like the Riddler dies at the very end of this, which was kind of a big change and a big twist um, instead of, you know, him getting captured and locked up in Arkham and Batman going to visit him at the very end. And it's kind of like, who's going to believe you? You're never been the person to, you know, 
outright just be kind of like, hey, this is the case. It's like, what's the fun in that for you? You're the Riddler. Yeah. You, you're, you know, it's, you have an answer to a question that you're, you know, no longer is fun for you and kind of breaks him that way mentally. And it's a little bit of a stretch and a little hard to believe that the, one of his infamous rogues now has this information. It's just kind of like, ah, fine. And uh, let's just keep playing this game to, for the, him to not benefit on it. So this, I think, fixed that major problem in that story. And that's the one piece that I think a lot of people are like, this was a cooler kind of twist and take on it. But you're also killing the idea of several major things that changed the world of Batman for so long no longer happening now. And it makes me wonder if they've potentially painted themselves in a corner from being able to utilize some interesting characters down the road in DC Universe animated films. Well, that was going to... That's, that's, I think, the problem. Yeah. That was going to be my next question to you, too, was after the way everything played out with this, because as you mentioned, you know, it leads into the whole Jason Todd uh, storyline of him becoming the Red Hood. Do you think there's another way that they could go about that and still get to that story? I mean, like, if you watch the old DC animated film Under the Red Hood, uh, they they did it that way as well. They They just utilized the Lazarus Pit, and that was it. And they just left it at that versus this whole hush part of it all. So they can still utilize that direction if they want to um, and just kind of ignore the hush piece like the original animated film did. And I think it still gets that point across well and it works. And I think what's interesting though is, well, how do you do hush now? Is hush going to be the Riddler or is the Riddler no longer the the Riddler anymore in this universe? Is how does that happen? Um, But I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's it's comic books, they can find a thousand new ways to work around and resolve problems that they create for themselves. But I think still for the most part here, they succeeded in telling the story. They got the same points across without having it to be as convoluted, which was great. But again, at the same time, if you're a big fan of certain characters, there's a couple characters they did. They did a little dirty here. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I think, you know, if you're there for the Bruce and Selena of it all, it, they got that up across perfectly. I think the the romance angle and the way that they wrote those characters and the dialogue interactions and all that stuff played beautifully. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, I'm sure probably yours too, is when Bruce is driving in the Batmobile down to chase down, I, for, I think it was uh, Bane, I believe at that time, is Damien coming on to, oh, to <laughs> the, the comms. Onto the comms, yeah. And basically giving his father a birds and the bees discussion, which was just fantastic. <laughs> so. Yeah, there were, you know, there were there were quite a few humorous moments, uh, you know, nothing that would make me flat out belly laugh uh, about anything. Um, you know, Poison Ivy constantly trying to drop the F-bomb, but it never happening uh, was something that always made me chuckle every time it happened uh, in the very beginning with Batman rescuing the kid from Bane. Uh, after getting the kid out of there, the kid just running up to Bane, kicking him in the head and calling him an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. made me chuckle a little bit. So there were definitely moments in this that as serious of a story as this is, they still threw in every once in a while a couple of those lighthearted, you know, Right, moments. and there was there was a great sequence too with like the, the Superman-Batman fight that happens in the Hush storyline. We do see here play out. Uh, but Catwoman pushing, you know, <laughs> he made me do it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, I guess we're going to do it this way. And then just pushing her off. Um, but like, it's just the interaction with those characters is so much fun, to, which makes me really want them to find a way to get to that Tom King story that they have been working through currently uh, to seeing, you know, Lois and Clark and Bruce and Selena on that double date. Uh, because if you've never read that issue of the comics, it's amazing. 
Uh, it's it's such a great book if you just want an opportunity to pick up a single issue and watch some of the best humorous banter between those four characters and when they pair up uh, on, on a double date was just amazing to watch. So you started to see that kind of come to fruition here, um, which was really just amusing and just wonderful to watch play out. So it, it was it was a really kind of a great highlight of this. But I think beyond that, I don't really have too much more to say. Yeah, I mean, and you said a lot of it too. You, you covered a lot of it because again, you're more familiar with the actual Hush uh, comic book so in relation to the animated series. So, uh, you know, it was more for... Uh, it was more be- it was better for you to cover it than I would, even though, like I said, I just have a, a vague recollection or understanding of what the Hush storyline was. But it was enough for me to enjoy that film. I-, I didn't take away from it the same way you did. You know, what direction do we go from here? I kind of took it as a one movie. I kind of take it as a one movie at a time. But I was really glad, as I mentioned at the beginning, that they were able to just with just one scene and Rain Wilson returning as the voice of Lex Luthor, able to tie it into the previous movies that we that we've already gotten. Um, you know, that being said, looking forward, looking to the future of the WB animated movies, we know we're getting Wonder Woman Bloodlines, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War and Superman Man of Tomorrow, which I believe Superman Man of Tomorrow is a prequel to Superman. I think it's going to cover his early years right. as Superman. Right. Right. Um, that being said of the movies that we've gotten already in this, let's say this timeline, um, you know, this version of the DC animated movie. So nothing like, you know, mask of the phantasm or anything like that. Uh, if you could see them kind of take this, this timeline in any direction of a, of a story, whether we've seen it before in a previous movie or we've never seen it, where would you like to see this universe go? I on oddly enough, I would love to see um, you know maybe a large scale thing like Crisis on Infinite Earths or Infinite Crisis or something along those lines take place um, that way. So we could start seeing some more Green Lantern stuff because we do have a wonderful Green Lantern in this universe with Nathan Fillion. So I, I would love to see them get to do another GL story and then get us to Blackest Night. Or even maybe like something like the Sinestro Core War. I feel like we focus so much on just Batman, Superman, that and now Wonder Woman is starting to get a chance to shine a little bit more. And then Justice League Dark is getting another opportunity to kind of do something big. But I think it's time to start seeing some Flash and and Lantern kind of thrust into the mix a little bit more. I mean, we've had like Titans and stuff like that. So we've seen all those characters. And I think it's time to kind of extend outside of earth and do some bigger things and then bring these stories together and maybe move it towards uh rebirth and like at the rebirth angle i think it would be really cool to see yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you i mean we've gotten death of superman which was one of my all-time favorite D- you know dc storylines uh obviously you know i'm with you on crisis on infinite earths and blackest night as because we were both gushing about how we'd love to see that come as a crossover in in the Arrowverse. uh i think forever evil might be another one that i wouldn't mind seeing uh but yeah I, i'm i'm with you it, it's the the rebirth would be nice I, I you know how i am i just i just love the i've just grown to love these characters so much since doing this podcast and i enjoy watching these these animated movies so i'm i'm as much as i have ideas on where i'd like to see them go i'm i'm already just along for the ride yeah, point. I'm kind of there too. I, you know, what the other one that I think would be kind of neat is if they found a way to adapt Nightfall into uh, this this world because we got Death of Superman. Uh, why not do the other huge '90s comic 
for uh, DC and kind of fit it into this timeline and universe. I think that would be cool to see how they would adapt it into where they're at now. I would I would love to see a standalone speeding bullets. Yeah, that would be cool too. I I, I would love if I'm I, I think I'm talking about the right one. That's the where Batman where Bruce Wayne Elseworlds, becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'd, yeah. I'd love to see that happen. Um, yeah, there there's a, there's a lot of cool things to do. I would not be surprised maybe in a year or so if we actually get a standalone uh, dark universe um, one where we have like the Batman who laughs and all that stuff, like the dark Knights metal storyline yeah. adapted. I think that would be really cool to see too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, the next one we're going to get October of this year is wonder woman bloodline. So we're going to mm-hmm. wait and see how that October's right around the corner. I mean, it's coming up fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's speed on, uh, on in. So we have, we'll, we'll not be too far away. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that pretty much is going to cover our discussion on Hush, which went longer than five minutes. I was only kidding when I said that, uh, you yeah. know, it took us about another 20, which is good. So uh, that being said, I think there's only one thing left to do. And let's talk about some of the, the news that's come out, including that big crisis thing that has just been revealed. Yeah, uh, we'll leave that to the very end. But let's kick off with a little bit. Uh, so Ava DuVernay, who we know has been working with Tom King as we just mentioned a few moments ago, uh, is going to be working on the New Gods movie. So we did find out officially that we will indeed see the female Furies and Darkseid uh, joining into this mix, So, which will be really cool to see. Uh, so I'm excited to see how that's going to continue to play out. But we know Tom King is working very in-depth with her right now on uh, you know the, the 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 you know script for this and how they're going to move forward. But it's really great to see that they're bringing in a comic book writer to help write the script, and especially somebody that's so prolific currently uh, in the world of DC writing. So I think that's awesome to know that they're really making sure things are going to play out in a really fun way. And the fact that they're just saying, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to go visit Jack Kirby's one of his greatest creations with the New Gods." So that's going to be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, so jumping into some DC universe news, we do have a new piece of casting that was announced for Titan season two, which we know has been filming for quite some time now. And that is, uh, the actress from good girls revolt, Jen, I think it's Genevieve, uh, uh, Genevieve, uh, Angelson is going to be joining and she is going to be playing Dr. Eve Watson, who we know is going to be somebody working at Cadmus laboratories, which obviously we know is going to connect to the super story. So, uh, so when we see Connor Kent kind of come into the mix, so that's going to be pretty damn awesome. I can't uh, wait to see that. I, I I'm really really excited <laughs> I, to see. I'm so excited for season two. I know, and it's it's a couple weeks away. Uh, one of yep. it's a it's a month and two days away. So right around the corner. Uh, but jumping into Arrowverse discussions, uh, Stephen Amell put up a, a fun little video today uh, that was uh, from him late last night, um, just on his Instagram. And it was him sharing some uh, behind the scenes productions and thanks, uh, you know, for the current stuff he's shooting before things come to its, you know, final conclusion here. But uh, he did a state that there is an unannounced guest star returning to Arrow. So I'm excited to see who that's going to be. He also kind of also stated that we are also going to be seeing the return of a very old set we haven't seen in a very long time that they had to rebuild. So also very curious to see what that's going to be my you know i'm wondering if it's going to be just even just going back to the mansion or the queen's gambit for something uh so kind of kind of surprising to see what's going to come but we also did know because i think we missed this the other week that Susanna thompson's going to be coming back as more queen again in the final season in some capacity so 
Uh, I'm more in, I'm more yeah. interested in finding out how they're going to incorporate all these previous guest stars and new and uh, all of returning sets because we know that Oliver's story is pretty much just going to be traveling the multiverse with with Monitor. So, are these going to be like other versions of these sets and people? I'm assuming I don't know. It's very possible. So I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out. But we don't have to wait long to find out. So that's that's exciting. It's really yes. damn exciting. So. Uh, but uh, also, we have a new person joining Supergirl, and that is Van Helsing's Jennifer Jen Garcia is going to be joining into the mix as the classic villain Midnight. So uh, we'll be seeing her kind of in the mix. Uh, she's also been in uh, The Drive, The 100, Lucifer, and Supernatural as well. So, uh, But she's also appeared, as I believe, as, uh, in five episodes of Arrow's second season as uh, one of the SCPD officers as well. So, uh, so she's kind of coming back into the mix. So. She was kind of more of a midnight, if memory serves correctly, is more of a kind of a. Um, the best way I can put it is, uh, I, and yeah, I actually, you know, oddly enough, comicbook.com is kind of putting it. It's kind of like a Dick Tracy esque kind of vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll be seeing that character come into the mix. So that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, we have gotten a little bit more uh, information coming up on The Flash, and this was kind of an interesting story. So the new showrunner, Eric uh, Wallace, has been saying. He is trying to bring a character from one of the other Arrowverse shows into the mix of The Flash. That character being none other than Curtis Holt, a.k.a. Mr. Terrific, played by Echo Cullum. So there right now have been some heavy discussions about bringing him into the cast. We don't know if it's going to be a permanent role or just for a kind of a handful of episodes or so. But it sounds like there is heavy discussion to try to bring him into the mix. And I think he'd be a great fit for that show. I do, too. I, I think he, he would fit in so well with people like Cisco, And if we, we don't have a heavy Tom Cavanaugh uh, year this year. And if he's kind of more in the background of it all, uh, that would be great to bring him in because you could just imagine how he would work with that team's dynamic. Uh, he always felt, kind of felt like he belonged there. Um, same way that when you had, you know, Brandon Ralph, when he got to legends, he kind of really shined the same way that Sarah did. So I think we could see potentially that happen if Echo's willing to return. So, yeah, that'd um, be fun. But speaking of Legends of Tomorrow, we did find out a little bit more about the season five premiere. Uh, and we do know officially that it's going to be done as a mockumentary. I can't uh, wait. Because <laughs> apparently the way that they're going to be presented is because of the way the legend saved everyone during uh, the uh, Hey World episode finale. That the world now views them as A-list superheroes and they're now very famous. So uh, it's uh, going to be kind of a more over the top kind of uh, I think the way that they're talking about it is following uh, following them around now as high level, high tier heroes. So and, and how it potentially changes them as team members. So it's going to be kind of ridiculous and fun. So, yeah, I'm, it's going to be a I'm great highly, time. I'm highly looking forward to it. Uh, but our final story for the week is quite interesting and something that we kind of expected could potentially happen. But we have found out that. Good old Black Lightning is going to be making an appearance on Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, yeah. And like I said, you know, there was some, you know, when we first posted this, there were a couple of comments on how this was clickbait. It's nothing's been confirmed because of the sites that they were that people were reporting it from and such. Uh, but, you know, since then, we have gotten confirmation from Cress Williams, indeed, who plays Black Lightning, that this will be happening. So, you know, I, I think that's I think coming from Cress it's confident enough to believe that this is actually real. Yeah. He, he wrote yesterday. It was August 3rd uh, at like 11 in the morning. just on his Instagram and said, you asked for it. You got it. And it was this hashtag black lightning hashtag 
Crisis on Infinite Earths, hashtag get lit. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how many other characters we're going to see from Black Lightning. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just Black Lightning yeah. uh, that we're seeing coming over. And I don't think it's going to be in a very large capacity. I don't think you're going to see him joining the team for a full episode. Uh, from what I'm understanding, it's going to be very similar to how Batwoman was incorporated into last year's crossover. And that right. it's, it's very limited. It's just a short interaction to introduce the character into the universe. And then we're moving on to the story. Yeah, exactly. So very, very excited to see this happening and wondering if his he well, now we know officially he's part of that multiverse, which is great. So we'll see a ton happen with all of that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. I know you and I were talking about this last night with our friend TJ, who has been on the podcast before uh, a while ago. Uh, but, you know, if half of the things that they have announced about crisis happens, we're already more than on board to watch this and already can't wait. But something tells me with everything that they've announced, uh, it's not even close to the surprises that they have for us. Right. And I think one of the best things that even Mark Guggenheim said is like, we have a plan to do a hundred amazing things. And even if we only get 50, it's still going to be spectacular. Yeah. So, and I think that's the exact way that we feel about it too, but that wraps it up for the news. So. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, crisis is shaping up to be amazing. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, it's most likely going to be uh, the highest point we're ever going to reach with this podcast. And uh, again, unless they announce Darkest Night, I don't know if there's Blackest any Night. or Blackest Night. Damn it. I keep doing that. <laughs> um, you know, but we'll see how things go. But as we also mentioned for now, uh, for the rest of the summer until the show is returned in October, we're going to a biweekly format unless anything huge happens. Like you mentioned, like if anything big comes out of the TCAs uh, this coming weekend, which I actually forgot or this weekend. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, you know, expect our next episode to be in about two weeks where we're going to do our Doom Patrol annual. Uh, and then we also, you know, we have Titan season two. We're going to talk about, I think, when does Stargirl premiere? Uh, I believe that is not closer until near the end of the year. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, we're going to potentially reach out to our buddy Shad to do the Batman beyond episode. We still have the primer awards that we have to develop and we're going to do, um, that might be something maybe even until saving after crisis. I don't know, but we're, we'll figure that out. Uh, cause we still have, we have a couple categories developed. We still have more that we have to do. And then we're yeah. going to be reaching out to you guys to help us. Uh, cause I know, I think format right now is we're going to have four or five nominees for each category. I'm going to choose one. You're going to choose one, Rob. And then the other ones are going to be chosen by the listeners. So mm -hmm. everybody's going to have a chance. And then when it comes to voting, that's purely for the listeners. That's, the listeners yeah. get to vote. So even though we're nominating things, we don't have a say. It's We don't have a, a say in it. It's all up to the listeners. So we're going to be reaching out very heavily to all of you when it comes to that when we do it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think we can just knock out a recommendation or two for the week or, knock, or do our cheap plugs and we can get out of here. Yeah. So uh, I'll turn it over to you. What's your recommendation for the week? Uh, honestly, for me, um, I, I just played a brand new board game with Ben last night. And if you're a gamer, uh, there is a new game that just released. It just actually officially came out at Gen Con, which is this uh, wrapping up today, actually. And I would really highly, highly recommend it. It is a great, fun little game called Bargain Quest, where you all individually play shopkeeper owners. And your objective is to lure the adventurers into your shop with something that works for their class. <laughs> Sell them as much as you can to get all of the money, but hope that they can defeat the monster. Yeah. Uh, and it's 
it's a lot of fun. It, it felt it moved at a quick pace. It was really easy to pick up, uh, but it was really humorous. And there was a lot of thought involved into it, which was really cool. And a lot of high risks that you have to take. Uh, but it was fun. It was a really ton of fun. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. And I know me, you, Bill and Kenny, uh, two of our friends, we were up until like one thirty in the morning playing this game. So uh, that should tell you a lot as to how much fun this game was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My recommendation for the week, I'm actually going an internet route this time uh, in a YouTube video I want you to check out. One of the series that, Rob, I know you and I are fans of uh, is called Hot Ones. And if you're not familiar with it, it is a series where it, it's an interview series. It's a one on one interview series where every round they eat hot wings with hotter and hotter hot sauce. So it's it, it's fun to watch because of the 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 answers that they get to the questions that they ask, but also watching the reactions of the people as they eat the hot, as they eat them. Uh, I'm recommending this most recent episode because I'm a huge fan of this actor. I haven't even watched this episode yet, but I'm sure it's bound to be good. Uh, this most recent episode, uh, First We Feast is the channel on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, and the episode of Hot Ones is with Idris Elba. So cool. I plan to watch that. And they're usually about 25 minutes to a half hour. Uh, and that also goes into my other recommendation. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this one, Rob, but Hobbs and Shaw. I went and saw it last week, and it is just an unplug your brain, incredibly fun movie. Very so cool. If you get the chance to see it, check it out. Uh, cheap plugs. And then we can get out. As always, you can find this podcast as well as all other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, uh, the nextlevelnetwork.com, facebook.com slash the next level network, and of course the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash DC Primetime. And as for me, you can always find me at the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, also on next, uh, the nextlevelnetwork.com. Uh, our most recent episode is on theme parks and interactive geek experiences. It was a ton of fun to do. And man, I could probably have gone another easy three or four hours on that topic alone. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking about maybe doing a follow up to that down the road because uh, our good friend Aaron, uh, who's been on the podcast many times, she and I uh, share a lot of love for this topic and have way too much useless information <laughs> that we could share. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And make sure stick around to the end of that episode because we do something new. We did a little quiz at the end, and there's some really fun interesting tidbits if you're a big fan of places like disney world and uh universal and such so yeah things that i didn't even know which was really cool yeah 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 there's a lot of that stuff that i didn't even touch upon uh so uh yeah i, I would say check that out and if you are also a big fan of that kind of stuff too highly recommend uh, a channel called defunct land uh on youtube too so check that out yeah that's uh, one also, i want to check out yeah uh but also uh do yourself a favor and also head over to our good friend george shaw's page you hear his tunes each and every week on this podcast, georgeshawmusic.com. Cool. Uh, so with that being said, as always, thank you so much for being a part of the DC Primetime family. Thank you for listening, subscribing, commenting, liking, everything that you guys do. Uh, but until next time, which will be two weeks from now, uh, for, you know, considering anything big happens, uh, we'll see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. <laughs>